Did you know that God really only has one law? So many religious factions have different instructions, rules, and regulations. But the only law that really matters is love. God's Only Law with host Bill Cohen shares that one true law. Here's Bill. Welcome back. The love story we are exploring is built on God's law of love. So, he asks us to reflect on this question. Are we sheep or goats? God's plan is brilliant. He gives each of us the freedom to choose our future. If we choose eternity with God, this life will be about introducing people to Jesus. Following Jesus brings us a life full of peace and joy, despite the pain and suffering we will experience along the way. The pain and suffering of this world cannot be compared to the peace and joy that God's love offers. He tells us in Romans, For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. If we deny him and choose to live without his law of love, as though we have only this life to live, that is exactly what we will get. In Matthew, he explains this part of his plan. And when thou prayest, thou shalt not be as the hypocrites are, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and in the corners of the streets, that they may be seen of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. Notice he said they have their reward. That reward is will be this life only. The majority of the pain and suffering of this life is caused by people choosing to remain separated from God, and ironically, we create most of our own pain and suffering. No one lies to us more than we do, and no one's choices hurt us more than our own. We need to stop blaming others for the problems we create. People are repulsed when we choose to be mean, affecting our relationships. Adultery is a choice, and it leads to divorce. When we choose thievery, it leads to prison. When we choose gluttony, it leads to discomfort and illness. When we choose rebellion, it creates conflicts in our lives, which actually cause the stresses that lead to most diseases, which we are told in Proverbs, A merry heart doeth good like a medicine, but a broken spirit dryeth the bones. When we choose drunkenness, it leads to alcoholism. We could go on. However, in John, God tells us what happens when we choose to abide in him. I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me ye can do nothing. He thoroughly explains how our choices will affect our future in this life and for eternity. He wants us to focus on preparing for the eternity he has planned rather than the grave by caring and sharing instead of being selfish. Yet, we keep choosing to rebel, and God responds by pursuing us with his eternal love, even though he knows who among us will ultimately refuse his offer. He does this because he is love, and he loves every one of us. God's plan includes Jesus coming to clarify the path to God. As he told us in Psalms, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet, and a light unto my path. His word lights the path to eternity if we choose to seek it. Thou wilt show me the path of life, in thy presence is fullness of joy. At thy right hand is our pleasures forevermore. We all feel something inside us drawing us to eternity. 
This feeling lures us to fairy tales with happily ever after endings. Some try to satisfy this longing by finding substitutes in this world, such as temporary pleasures, fame, or fortune. But these attempts will never work, for they are temporary and will last no longer than this life. We just need to understand the one drawing us toward eternity is Jesus. He is calling us to us to our eternal home. Unfortunately, since he placed the desire for eternity in our hearts, when we sense eternity is beyond our grasp, it affects our mental health, leaving us with a feeling of hopelessness. When we see all of the laws and ordinances and rituals religious leaders have created, we do not feel loved, but instead feel we are under some impossible burden intended to show us how worthless we are, how hopeless our lives are, and how dependent we are on some form of atonement. Jesus came to prove his love is great and his burden is light. So we learn in 1 John, For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not grievous. In Romans we learn his love is unconditional. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Jesus Christ our Lord. In Galatians, he tells us the path of to salvation is our honest acceptance of Jesus' sacrifice on the cross. I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me, and the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. And Jesus' resurrection brings us his eternal hope. Now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, that ye may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. In Luke, Jesus tells us, Suppose ye that I came, come to give peace on earth? I tell you nay, but rather division. He did not come to give peace to everyone on earth, but rather he came to show us the path to his kingdom. We are in the process of dividing ourselves into two groups, those who are with him and those who are against him, as he told us in Matthew. He that is not with me is against me, and he that gathereth not with me scattereth abroad. We are either part of the solution or part of the problem. He asks us to be part of the solution, which means we love everyone all the time. In Matthew, he has named these two groups, the sheep and the goats. And before him shall be gathered all nations, and he shall separate them one from another, as a shepherd divideth his sheep from his goats. In this life, we will choose which group we want to be in. We cannot allow ourselves to be fooled into believing there are other groups. We are either gathering with Jesus or we are goats. Those of us choosing to be sheep willingly follow Jesus into his kingdom. Those of us who want to be our own God, attempting to create our own version of eternity, our own kingdom, will gladly take the goat's name, greatest of all time, because we believe, as Lucifer did, this is who we have become. Others will not want to decide and will not reason with God. Our refusal to choose will leave us with the default decision of being a goat. God has made it clear. We have to make a decision to receive salvation. So in Deuteronomy, he tells us, I call heaven and earth to record this day against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore choose life, that both thou and thy seed may live. So we are either choosing to be on God's side, or we will have chosen to be against him. There are no other choices. 
So in Matthew, God tells us he will eventually separate these two groups. And he shall set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on his left. Then shall the king say unto them on his right, Come, ye blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom, prepared for you from the foundation of the world. My favorite pastor, Matt Chandler, has defined convergent space as a moment in time when heaven and earth kiss. This is the moment we feel heaven's presence here on earth. It is what allows us to live in Jesus' peace when the storms of this life surround us, as Jesus demonstrated in Matthew. But when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid, and, be and beginning to sink, he cried, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him, and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore dost thou doubt? It helps us to understand we have a choice. We are not imprisoned by the chaos of this world. This is Jesus extending his hand for us to grab hold of. He freely offers his peace to everyone. We need to choose to become sheep, willingly following our shepherd, Jesus. He promises us an eternity filled with love, where everyone will love everyone else. The kind of love Jesus leads us to is the only kind possible in the eternal family he is creating, for there will be no more pain, no more tears, and no more suffering. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there, will be, there shall be no more death, neither sorrow, nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. This is in Revelation. And he is looking for volunteers. Next week, we will continue this love story by considering which is more important, our pride or God's selfless love. Don't be shy. God wants us to test every part of the story. For he is not looking for lukewarm followers, only truth seekers who are looking for his perfect love. Comments, opposing opinions, and suggestions for future topics are all welcome. Just send me an email, bill at reasoningwithgod.com. May the blessings of God overwhelm you this week. <laughs>